Welcome back to the Deep Cut series, Are We About to Enter Another Civil War? This is Section 3, The Dred Scott Decision. In the run-up to the Civil War, the Supreme Court issued one of its most infamous opinions. The case involved a slave named Dred Scott. He sued for his freedom, and after circulating through multiple courts, it made its way to the highest court in the land. In 1857, the Supreme Court ruled that since Scott wasn't a citizen because he was black, he thus had no right to sue. That same decision stated that the Missouri Compromise of 1820, a piece of legislation that managed to restrict slavery in certain states, was unconstitutional. The decision wasn't well received by the North, nor was it viewed as an honest interpretation of the Constitution. Seven of the justices were appointed by pro-slavery presidents from the South, including five who were from slaveholding families. The only two dissenting justices were Republicans. Today, we see the same disillusion about the Supreme Court. The fight over placing a justice on the court is almost entirely political. No party wants the other to seat a justice. We saw this with President Obama during his last year in office and his failure to get Merrick Garland on the bench due to a Republican majority in the Senate. We saw this fight bubble up again for each of President Trump's three picks. And the rage of Amy Coney Barrett solidifying a conservative majority sent Democrats into shrill whining, proclaiming that President Trump appointing her just before the election was somehow unfair. Democrats immediately began touting the idea of court packing, adding more justices so they could realign the bench to a more liberal way. Candidate Joe Biden danced around the issue, refusing to give an answer. Yet, when he became president, he made quite the step towards reimagining the court. He started the Presidential Commission on the Supreme Court of the United States, and it would, as you guess, provide analysis on, quote, the length of service and turnover of justices on the court, the membership and size of the court. We're playing political games with a branch that is supposed to be neutral. Just like Amy Coney Barrett, packing the court will leave Republicans incensed. As we devalue the bench, we set ourselves up for a 21st century Dred Scott ruling. What it will be and when, who knows, but we can all rest assured a controversial ruling will not bode well for our republic. Section 4. Birth of a New Party Northerners were outraged and energized. Republicans in the North saw the Scott decision as a slave power conspiracy between the executive and judicial branches. The Republican Party had formed only a few years prior. They were disaffected members of the Whig Party looking to take a more serious anti-slavery platform. This new party really came alive after the Dred Scott decision. Republicans referred to pro-slavery Southerners as fire eaters and began to discuss whether they would abide by the court's decision. The party was energized, angry, and filled with righteous indignation. The Dred Scott ruling would help them channel this into establishing a major party. By the next election, their anger would propel a charismatic leader for the cause into president and then finally lead them into a civil war. When Lincoln ran against Douglas for the U.S. Senate in 1858, the issue of slavery consumed the debates. These were so defining that they were printed and passed out. They dominated the presidential election of 1860, laying bare the differences that existed in the Union at that time. We can see some similarities between Lincoln's ascension and Trump. He rode the America First wave all the way to the White House, pushing the idea of Americanism over globalism. He championed individualism at a time when we had just seen two terms of collectivist ideas in President Obama. 
In 2015, Donald Trump descended into the political scene on an escalator, and he's been dominating politics ever since. Just like abolitionists found their leader in Lincoln, the forgotten working class American people found a hero in Trump. The Republican Party quickly rebranded and became the Trump Party. The disdain for government power from the 2016 Trump voter has morphed into a pushback of the prevailing pandemic narrative. Rising Trump copycats are following suit and championing choice when it comes to vaccines. The left is pushing back, advocating vaccine passports and restrictions. As the new Trump Republican Party remains energized, how long before it runs headfirst into the left and President Biden? Decades of quarreling of slavery had pitted the North and South against each other. They tried several compromises to limit slavery, but no one was satisfied. The Republican Party split over the issue, demanding that abolition become their new doctrine. Then the 1860 election arrived and anti-slavery New Republican Party candidate Abraham Lincoln won. That sure didn't help ease tensions in the Union. The issue of slavery was hot, but the election itself became the final tear that ripped the nation in two. Much like the 2020 election, half the country didn't recognize it as legitimate. And so begins a story we are all too familiar with. This concludes part four of our series, Are We About to Enter Another Civil War? Be sure to tune in next week for part five, a turbulent and illegitimate election.